Hello to all our listeners, and welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub. Shi'ar Jeshub is a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle that meets in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo, and my husband, Greg, is Shi'ar Jeshub's pastor and Bible teacher. We are so happy that you could join us for this program today, because if we do not take the time to study the Lord's Word, His people will surely perish for lack of knowledge. Pastor Greg has been bringing forth rich treasures in our Heavenly Authority series, and we are currently looking at the time period in 1 Samuel, when the people have rejected God's leadership and have called for a king, with all the burdens that will entail. Here now, teaching on the king's responsibilities, which God outlines in Deuteronomy chapter 17, is Pastor Greg Scalzo. And this king then, as he sits on his throne, verse 18, also it shall be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom that he shall write for himself this should be a personal thing to him, his own personal copy, a copy of this law in a book from the one before the priest, the Levites. He's got to have a Bible by his throne. Verse 19, it shall be with him and he shall read it all the days of his life, every day, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God and be careful to observe all the words of this law and these statutes, that his heart may not be lifted up above his brethren, that he may not turn aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left, and that he may prolong his days in his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. You see here the importance of the Bible the scriptures. Now we know the king didn't have all the Bible we have today. He had the law of Moses, but we have the whole scripture. The importance of the Bible, the scriptures, to be right there by the throne, to read it all the days of his life. How we need the scriptures for daily guidance, to be able to make decisions. When the king is on the throne, he makes decisions for the nation. He hands down rulings that will affect the people. Each of us has many decisions that we need to make and the daily guidance we need the Bible right there and the question we should ask ourselves are we letting these scriptures, this Bible, be near the throne, on the throne of our lives? Is this what directs us? When we make those all-important decisions, when we decide on all the things. Every day there are things that we face. And you know, the choices we make many times, it's like when you see a stack of dominoes and you hit one domino and it makes all the rest fall over. We don't realize many times how each decision we make day in and day out sets a course for our lives, sets an atmosphere about us, puts us in a certain mental state, either builds our faith or breaks our faith will set things in motion in our families, in our communities, in our jobs, will impact our bodies and our minds. 
There are major decisions, and there are all those small decisions that, after a while, just set things in course and you can't stop it. When we make our decisions, when we seek guidance, what rules our lives, the throne of our lives, is the Bible there? Are the scriptures right there giving us direction? If they're not, and we're saying we're Christians, we're outside the will of God. We're speaking about ruling here, and our lives should be ruled by God's holy word. And in our study of authority, clearly, leadership, heavenly leadership, heavenly appointed leadership should be guided by the scriptures, by the Bible. The Christian leader needs to feed, every Christian needs to, but how much more should the Christian leader feed daily on the Word of God? So if you have churches and ministers and Christian leaders who do not believe this is the Word of God, or they believe, well, God gave some of it as inspired, but a lot of it is just folk tales, mythology, good stories, ethical stories, the people trying to work out life, and they don't believe it really happened, that Jesus really rose from the dead, that it really was a virgin birth, that the Red Sea really parted, that God created the heavens and the earth. If they don't use this Bible as their guide, what type of Christian leader are they? By the throne of their leadership, the seat of authority God places them on. You know, some churches, some of those seats are quite elegant, right? They have to walk up many steps and sit on golden thrones to acknowledge themselves as the leader of some large denomination. And yet if they have not this word there, or if they kiss it by ritual but never read it and never tell the people, what type of leadership is that? For any form of leadership that God anoints, there needs to be daily feeding on the word of God, depending on the word of God for direction, to be careful, what does he say here? He says, he shall read it all the days of his life. Every day, regular situation. And he says, to be careful to observe all the words of this law and these statutes. Everything in there should be important to him. Now that's on a Christian heavenly authority level. But remember, the kingship also has a, a large secular aspect to it, civil, I should say, aspect to it. And we tend in our nation to separate civil as secular, non-religious, from, you know, religious churches that have leadership. But this civil leader who will rule the government, he's supposed to have the word of God right by him, as well as the priests. The same thing the priest has, he's supposed to have. And even governmental leaders, now we know we're not in a theocracy, we're not like Israel, we have a melting pot of people, we're multinational, et cetera, et cetera, with democracy. But no matter what country on this earth, even governmental leaders would do well in their service to their constituents to have lives and morals and beliefs grounded in the Word of God. They would serve their people well if they knew the Scriptures. Wouldn't it be nice to have leaders 
who hungered and thirsted for righteousness. Wouldn't it be nice to have leaders who were true peacemakers, who valued the meek over the brazen, who desired pure hearts in their service, who were filled with mercy and compassion, who desired to be perfect just as their heavenly father is perfect. Well, that's from the Sermon on the Mount. They would do well to read it and to go by it. There would be nothing to fear from a true leader who humbles himself before God and knows the Bible and the scriptures. As far as the church and Christian leadership, careful to observe all the words of this law. Not just some. Many times in Israel's history and many times in the history of the Christian church, the leadership understands one part or several parts of God's truth, but they could be ignorant on others. It's not the full word of God. So they're really good in one area, but in other areas, the people starve and they don't receive the proper direction. He says here that this leader has to be careful to observe all the words of this law, all the words in these statutes. So he's to feed on it every day, and he's to know the whole thing, not just part, not just an emphasis of one area to the detriment of others. Or sometimes in Christian leadership, there's great godliness exhibited in one area of ministry, but in other areas of that minister's life, there's sin. The life does not match up with the commandments of the Bible. And what happens, you know, there's a program on now, it's called The Weakest Link. I don't know if you've seen it on television, another game show where the woman gets up there and she hollers at the, they're trying to make a, a hard-hearted version of Millionaire. So rather than having nice Regis Philbin, they have this really tough English lady like a school teacher, and when the person loses, she says, goodbye, and she chases them off. She said, you're the weakest link. You know, and the person salts away as they're voted out. It's like a combination of survivor and millionaire. And they are the weakest link of the group. Well, your devil looks for the weakest link, right? And we can have things going great in one area of our lives, just like the scriptures say. But we're not careful to observe all the words of this law and these statutes. And that area that we're not careful, you know, David looking out, he loves God's word, but he's looking out over that balcony, his many wives haven't done it. And that's where the devil comes in. And think of the slaughter that happened in Israel. He sees one son rape a half-sister. He sees one son kill a half-brother. His son rebels against him. There's a rebellion in his own family. His family is destroyed because there was that weak link in his life that did not line up with the scriptures, and that's where Satan goes. The snake slithers in, and it all falls apart. And you think of Christian ministries, some of them very recent, who did many good things for the Lord, much revival, but they had that one area, and the devil comes in, and the chain is broken at the weak link. The Bible is there to fortify us. You know, when you eat, 
you can't just have one type of food. Your body requires diverse nutrients. Well, you can't just read one passage of scripture over and over and say, well, that's my scripture. I'm a this kind of person. I'm a faith person. I'm a such and such person. And ignore everything else. Because you might be well fed in that one area, but your spirit is starving in the others. And you need to observe the whole word of the Lord. The leader has to preach the whole word of God. And then he has to be careful in his own life to observe all areas and not to leave the weak link for the devil to come in. And notice it says that he may learn to fear the Lord his God. It is always a source of joy to hear from our radio listeners. So if you have any comments on today's study, please send them along to us. Our address is Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B. Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Again, the address is P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, please join us for Sunday service. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane, just off Route 1. The exit is number 61 off I-95. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of A Remnant Shall Return, which in Hebrew is Shi'ar Jeshub.